Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, hello. So glad that you're here. So glad that you've landed here. We've got something cooking up for you guys this week, and you're not going to want to miss this. And let me just break down why. One of the most important aspects of our lives, one of the things that either greatly increases or decreases the quality of our lives are our personal and interpersonal relationships. And I don't know if you've noticed, but in a world where messy human interactions can leave us feeling overwhelmed by pain, fear, and shame, it's absolutely time to discover a better way to respond. So what we're going to do is we're going to host an immersive three-day challenge that will empower you to address the root of your relationship problems and build a new lifestyle of connection and love. During the Relationship Redux Challenge, you're going to embark on a transformative journey of training and coaching. This is not basic, okay? (laughs) We keep the, the application simple, but this is not basic. And it's designed to help you become the powerful person in relationships that you were created to be. So through practical and experiential exercises, you're going to gain invaluable insights and tools to navigate the complexities of healthy and happy relationships. Okay, so here's just a glimpse of what is going to be inside this three-day challenge. Again, it's this upcoming Tuesday through Thursday inside the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, which you can access at www.courageco.org. Here's what you're going to get. One, guidelines for setting boundaries. Whew, man. One, I personally (laughs) was not an expert in this by any stretch, right? Didn't even know how to have boundaries or what that even meant, right? Then once I established them, I didn't know how to maintain them, okay? That gets us in big, big trouble. So I'm here to help you on this one. Guidelines for setting boundaries. You're going to discover how to establish healthy boundaries that foster trust and respect in your relationships. You're going to identify unhealthy patterns and cycles and gain the awareness to recognize and break free from destructive relationship patterns. You're going to get seven secrets to healthy and happy relationships where you uncover the key principles that will transform your relationships and bring lasting joy. It's not what you think. Trust me. You're going to get a decision-making guide. This is so good just for this. You're going to get a decision-making guide and a confrontation model. Not all confrontation is bad. Sometimes it's 100% necessary, but there's a way to do it. So you're going to learn effective strategies for making decisions and addressing conflicts with grace and wisdom. You don't want to be moving in emotion or just your thoughts at all. (laughs) And you're also going to create and access a relationship toolkit. We're going to help you build one and give you some tools already to put in there. So you're going to equip yourself with practical resources to navigate any relationship challenge that comes your way. And they're going to keep coming. Okay. So this challenge is not a passive experience and you really do need to come prepared with an open mind and heart and be ready to engage. With this challenge, you're going to develop the skills to draw healthy boundaries, communicate with love, and protect your connections against all odds. Say goodbye to anxiety, manipulation, control, and conflict, and welcome safety, love, and intimacy into your relationships. Don't let the fear of becoming someone you don't like hold you back. Embrace the power of love and cultivate deeper, more meaningful connections. This is your invitation. Join us on this transformative challenge this Tuesday through Thursday and unlock the joy of authentic 
thriving relationships. This is so, 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 so important. And it absolutely changes the quality of your life. And you can, no matter where you are, no matter what you've walked through, you can rewrite the story of your relationships. So sign up for the Relationships Redux 3-Day Challenge today and embark on this journey with us towards a brighter and more fulfilling future. You can do so at www.courageco.org. It's going to be so, so fun. Get plugged in there, www.courageco.org. Okay, now today, (laughs) oh my goodness, it's just such a blessing. I recently had the honor of being on her podcast, and I'm just blown away that she has come to so graciously share on the God's Vibes podcast. Stephanie Gass is a Christian business and podcast coach. She too is a boundary boss, boy mom, and multi-six-figure CEO, and she helps women grow their online businesses and make money online, but specifically by using podcasting. So I came across Steph years ago now, since we just hit our 300th episode, whoop, whoop, and God had placed on my heart to start podcasting. And I strictly thought that podcasting was ministry, but I had no clue what I was doing. And she had a podcast pro university course that I, you know, just downloaded and worked through on my own and launched the podcast, was working through that. And then it dawned on me, somehow God dropped her back into my view and I needed to be in her program and work with her one-on-one as my business and podcasting coach specifically to really rewire my thinking on this, that this is not just ministry, this needs to be a business to truly bless people. And I was so, so moved. I'm a walking testimony of what's possible with God and what was possible with her program as well. She is the host of a top 25 globally ranked business podcast, online business for Christian women. She believes it's possible to partner with God to create income and impact without sacrificing your family, faith, or buying into the social media hustle. And she really wants to fuel your audience through podcasting in a fun and a passionate way that will leave them excited about building a business in less time. She wants to show you that doing business God's way is always better and more fruitful than business the world's way. And if you are in the God's Vibes Mastermind with us, you know that I believe that's true as well. So this interview with Steph isn't a normal one. She actually is going to come on and generously share seven steps when you are in a battle. She's going to take us through a seven-step battle plan that she received when she was in her own battle. So she's going to share that with us. There's also going to be a link where you can work through that battle plan in the show notes as well. So it is such an honor to introduce to you Steph Gass. Welcome, Steph, to God's Vibes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, it feels like such a full circle moment. I feel like I've got the butterflies and all the things. I'm so amped. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. I just love you. I just love the people that you serve and your mission. So couldn't be more excited about today's conversation. Amen. It is mutual, straight up mutual. Well, I am so excited for this topic that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about spiritual warfare, and I want to make sure that we dive right in to make sure we honor everybody's time here. But what is spiritual warfare from your point of view? Yeah, so my point of view is to go into scripture and to really pull from what we can glean and what we can learn from the word of God. And so when we look at what the enemy's goal is, while we're here, it's to 
kill, steal, and destroy, right? Scripturally speaking. And so any offset of those three things ends up becoming warfare that we as believers and as these people of God who are commissioned to have healthy marriages and raise children and have businesses and make a difference, like the enemy is going to come at us at all costs to try to place obstacles before us, trap us, attack us, get us addicted to stuff and throw us off of God's path for our life. And so any of those things are warfare. Like we are literally in a war every single day, whether beknownst to us or not, fighting in these, and it's crazy to think, right? Like these realms that we're placed in, we've got heaven on earth, we're dealing with spiritual warfare and being able to to fight those things. And so tactically speaking, mm-hmm. I've gone through lots of different types of warfare. And I think this helps people to really have that visual. You know, as a child, I went through warfare that was really demonic. Like I had awful attacks and dreams and night terrors and visions and things that it was tangibly a, a warfare attack. Like you could see, I could see things visually. Wow. Yeah. Later, you know, as an adult, maybe you think, well, that's just coincidental that my technology goes down on a day that I have a really big interview or, oh, it's coincidental that this thing happened to my child, even though I had set up all these different protections against it. Like, no, that's not actually coincidental. Yeah, It's the fact that the enemy wants to kill, steal and destroy. So those are some examples. I love that. So it's interesting, too, because we... As we're going through life, I think sometimes we can question if we're on the right path because spiritual warfare shows up and we don't necessarily know what it is. So I love that you say to keep in mind that the enemy has this three-part agenda that never changes and it can come in all sorts of forms. So what are the steps that we can take to have a spiritual battle plan, so to speak, to fight against this or to be strong, not intimidated that this is happening, but to be prepared for it? Yeah. So we're going to go through seven steps. I wanted to lay a little groundwork and tell you why I created this in my own life. Because I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm over here, got the prayer life going on, the morning (laughs) routine. Like I'm an anointed daughter of the King. I've got a super amazing business. Like I'm doing things Mm -hmm. in, in, in stride with God. Right. Yeah. Well, a year and a half ago, we go on family vacation. I've got two little boys at the time, my son was eight and a half and I have another son who was five and a half or so. And I had done all the stuff, like protected their technology with the little passwords and they have YouTube kids that I thought was safe. And we've given them, we give them an hour of tech a day and then it will lock out. Like I've done all these things that I know to do to keep my boys safe. I've had conversations with them around like things they might see on a friend's phone or if you see any people in their underwear or with no clothes on, on your, on the internet, on anywhere, like, let me see it right away. Mm-hmm. So I had all these conversations and we go on this vacation, come to find out that my son had been YouTubing Landon Poops, which is his brother's name. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> because he wanted to play a song for his, there's literally a song called Landon Poops if you guys want to be entertained. So my son was trying to find the song, like totally innocently. And that led to then this butt video and then this butt video led to the Jersey Shore twerking video because this is YouTube kids, remember? Wow. So then my son's starting to think like, well, why are girls shaking their butts in boys' faces? And he starts to Google it because he's totally curious. And thankfully, Google was locked out, but he was able to find 
some of these videos on YouTube kids, YouTube kids. And anyway, long story short is that <laughs> I find this out. His uncle sees some, one of the videos and tells me and like my heart just ripped in half because <sighs> I've failed as a mom. This is my number one nightmare. This is why I've equipped. Like I was hoping to battle this when we were like 13, 14 years old. Like, are you right. kidding me right now? Like I was so angry and upset and torn apart. And we bring him downstairs to talk to him about it. Like, did someone show you this? Like, he's too young to know what to look up and like so confused. And my son looks me dead in the eye and he realizes like, oh my gosh, like this is so bad. Like, this is so bad. I, oh my goodness. You know, like, whoa, I think I really messed up here. And Aww. of course was met with grace and love, but he looks at me straight in the eyes and says, mom, the devil tricked me. Mm. And like the wisdom of my eight and, eight and a half year old son to know that like he got tricked because he didn't even type anything in that he knew would, would lead to this point. And so I just turned to God because I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I'm doing everything as a parent that I know to do. And like, this is not just happening with my son, but like things in the business and like things go on in our marriages and with our health and like all these things come at us, even though we think that we're doing everything right. And maybe we are right. And there's this, mm -hmm. like, we feel helpless and we feel hopeless. And so I sat with God this morning, one morning, this was like probably a few weeks after this had happened. And God led me to Psalms chapter 18. And I'm reading this chapter. And this is a Psalm of David, who is singing this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from his enemies and from Saul. So he had just been through the battle of his lifetime mm -hmm. and he'd been victorious. And this is his song. And I'm reading this thing and I start to recognize steps. I'm like, okay, I think I, is that step one? And then like, okay, I think this might be another step. And as I'm going through, I end the chapter. I felt like Holy spirit was really leading. As I wrote down these steps, there were seven steps. So and that's good. such a, yeah, it's such a heavenly number. It's such a biblical number. So I walked through the seven steps it's after going through. Now, too, side note, we're in July, which is the seventh month, right? So. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so I true. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So I'm do going through this steps um, after my son's thing. And now that's been a year, year and a half after that whole thing went down. Like, it's been, God redeemed it. It's been a beautiful teaching tool. Like, it's helped us grow closer. Like, God is so good and he used it, but I had to get through these seven steps to not get stuck in it, right? To not become yeah. a victim to this attack that we had gone through. So that's how it was born. And so I ended up making a workbook out of it, sharing it with my audience who then obviously told people about it. And so now this is a cool little message that I get to share that God gifted me with um, that I really hope blesses you guys today. And whatever the battle is you're going through, maybe it's in starting a new business a marriage, maybe you're a parent and you've gone through something, maybe it's in your marriage or your health. Maybe it's small stuff that you feel like keeps coming against you financially, something to do with your home or, or the place that you live, maybe mm -hmm. under warfare. Like this, this roadmap is a roadmap straight from God to his people on the steps we use to execute the steps we use to fight. So I hope that it's a so blessing good. today. And we're going to share the link too. So if people, I know we sometimes have people that are driving, don't take notes. We've got them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Drive your car. 
listen and then you can listen again with your notebook because this one is definitely very tactical. You'll want to take notes, but you can get that workbook at stephaniegass.com slash battle plan. And it's just a printable or you can fill it in. We made it fillable as well. It's just free. It's got it's got the plan I'm going to go through today. And of course, I also recommend have your Bible with you and read Psalms chapter 18 first. That way you have like full picture of what this chapter is about. And then you go back through with the workbook. I love, and I just want to highlight a couple of things. One, that there's more than one step when we're in a spiritual battle, right? So it's like a lot of times we stop at yeah. step one or two and we're like, okay, bye, like this is too much. So it's so helpful uh-huh. to think about endurance. And that also you can be looking at God's word for the revelation of strategies, right? Like when you're reading his word, he will highlight strategies that are relevant to you exactly where you are. So be on the lookout whenever the enemy is trying to keep you from diving deep into the word. Mm. So good. So, so good. So give us the steps. We've got to hear them. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. So step one comes from Psalms 18, three through five, and it's see the enemy attack, see the enemy attack. So it says the ropes of death entangled me. The floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. So David's giving a lot of clues here. How do you see the enemy attack? It's typically like ropes. Like you feel trapped, you feel contained, you feel stuck, right? We've got floods of destruction. Where's the destruction? Look around and find it. That's a clue. Look for um, the traps, death laid a trap in my path. So you're kind of, we want to have these open eyes of discovery because if we don't see the attack for what it is, we we minimize it. Well, it's just how it is. It's just what's going on. It's just what I'm supposed, no, you're not supposed to deal with that. You're a holy son and daughter of the most high God, like you don't have to stay in that place, but we have to see first. So once we see, I have a few things I ask you guys to do in this step is one list the obstacle trap attack stronghold or addiction. It can also manifest as an addiction. You write it out and you get really clear and focused on it. Okay. I see this. This is something the enemy's placed before me. It's something I've stumbled into. It's been whatever, like go let it out. The second Mm -hmm. thing you do is write down and journal over, why do you think you're going through this? And this is just an inventory kind of, how did I get here? That will give you even more clues and more data. And then the last step here for step one, or the last little um, journaling is to, to journal over what is truth and what is deception. So what we're doing in step one, we're just clearing up the vision. This is an attack I'm faced with. Here's why I'm faced with it. And here's what my part is in this thing and what the enemy's part is in this thing. So good. It sounds too like just fine tuning discernment, right? Like test the spirits to know what they're of. So why might division be coming up in this relationship? Or why might, you mentioned earlier, why might technology might be having an issue as I'm preparing for this big masterclass or challenge or something? Or why might Mm -hmm. I suddenly have all of this anxiety when normally that's not how I show up, like recognize that that's not normal. And I love that you said, and you don't have to deal with it. Like you don't have to accept it or invite it into your world. You actually can identify it. Yes. So good. So the next step, once you've identified the thing is to step two, call on God. I think we often go to, Oh, I see it. 
awesome. Let me push through, <laughs> you know? No, I'm, I'm straight up help. <laughs> I'm going to count to four really slowly. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's great. But before we take action, let's call on God. And that's exactly what David did in the story 18.3 and 18.6. I called on the Lord. And then 18.6 says, in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. I think it's important to note here, he says, I called on and cried out. So Mm. I think it's important that we know, like, whether this is figurative or literal, like, did he cry out? Did he scream out? Or did he continuously, God, I need you. God, I need you. Help me with this. Lord, help me with this. I don't know, but I'm here for both of those things. (laughs) Like, knock on the floor of heaven with your call, because then he promises that God will hear you in his sanctuary. So mm. let's invite God into our into our battle. And then the next step, so once we've done that invitation, step three, which is the, my favorite step because it's the <laughs> easiest, is to watch God step in. We're going to watch God step in. This is from Psalm 1814 and 16 through 24. So this says, he shot his arrows and scattered his enemies, David's enemies, great bolts of lightning flashed. They were confused. He reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from powerful enemies, those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me, leading me to a place of safety. And so what I love about this is David was way too weak to win. He was too weak. He couldn't have done it. It says these enemies were too strong. They hated me. They were powerful. They attacked me when I was at my weakest. Well, guess what? That's exactly what you're going through too. Mm-hmm. And that's why it feels so oppressive and why it feels so hopeless. And the point here is that God will step in and he's going to level the playing field. He shot the arrows, scattering the enemies and confusing them. So he basically brought the enemies down to David's level. So that, and we're going to get into that in step four and five. This is the won't he do it moment. (laughs) Yeah, it's the won't he do it moment. So here at this step, you're going to list all the ways God's helping you from the verses I just read. And then you're going to journal. How do you feel knowing God goes before you in this? Yeah, Just to find that strength and in the knowing. So good. Okay. So now it gets real. That was the fun step, but now it gets real. So step four comes from Psalms 1832 through 36. And this says, God arms me with strength. He makes my way perfect. He makes me sure footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You've given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. So after God came in and levels the playing field for David, he basically says, David, now walk up to the front lines, get equipped. Because this isn't just, and I think this is where we get it so wrong. We stop at step three. Like I prayed, I asked God to take care of this. So good. And that's where I stopped so often. And God, what I learned as I went through this chapter, it's like, 
it's also about me and my trust and my surrender and my willingness to fight Mm -hmm. and get in there and show the enemy that I have authority over him in the name of Jesus. And God's wanting that for us to rise into that authority place. And until we do, this battle keeps lingering. So, so good. So it, I mean, it's reflecting David too. It's like, let the weak say I'm strong, right? So it's growing in spiritual yeah. maturity while you're fighting. And that's a choice. Yes. Like what you're saying. It's a choice. It's a choice. And it's the willingness to go, okay, I'm terrified right now, but I'm willing. And what I love about these verses is we don't have to wonder. Like, mm-hmm. I'm willing, but is God actually going to do this with me? It says, God will train you, strengthen you give you shields, support you, make you great. Like all we have to do is look at these few lines to know I don't need to be afraid. He's going to give me every piece of equipment and armor that I need to step five, go to battle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this is the next few verses. It's um, Psalms 18, 37 and 38. And it says, So here's David, right? He's been equipped. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. This is the pivotal moment. It's where, it's where David rose up and he said, I will chase you and chase you down. I am unapologetically going to catch you and tear you apart, right? Your kill steal, destroy plan is simply a distraction and I'm done with it. And God says, and he just went for it. So we go to battle and I think that can sound elusive. So there's two pieces. There's the physical battle that you will go through and there's the spiritual battle that you will go to battle. You know, for me and my son in that, just as a visual example, I had to get so serious in my prayer life. I had to get some kind of mama bear crazy in the spiritual realm and (laughs) let that in me and know like my son is untouchable. Like he is, he is protected by the power of the Holy spirit and like he is safe and he is, you know, like I'm gonna, I'm just going to break off any plans you have over him right now. And it was a lot louder than that. And, you know, (laughs) strongly worded, but the other piece of this was the physical piece. Like I had to figure out how to fix If like, what was technology going to look like? How Mm -hmm. are we going to make it more safe? How is I going to become educated in different ways of protecting my kids? So there's, when you go to battle, there's typically some physical action that you take, right? And also some spiritual action that you will take. What I love in you describing this and the examples are so helpful. So thanks for sharing those. Yeah. Is that you got strengthened in the Lord and the power of his might. Like it's when you choose that willingness, it's not like suddenly you muster up strength. It's like God takes over and then shows mm-hmm. up strong in you so that you can win. So I love saying, yeah. I'm like, if the enemy comes at me one way, I'm going to make him limp back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, try <laughs> me, right? Like you get to that place from being like super weak in this area where you're vulnerable and kind mm-hmm. of caught off guard. And then when you choose God and go into his word, he strengthens you and then you're able to run into it versus run from it. And I love how you did that. It's like you got strong for who you needed to be strong for. That's so powerful. And I will say, like, if if you would have asked me before this whole thing happened, like, 
yeah, well, how were you praying for your kids before? It's not that I wasn't praying with all my heart and soul, but it's that I needed, almost needed the situation to happen in order to go to scripture at this really, really deep capacity Yeah. for God to then, like you just said, really give me what I, the verbiage that I needed. Like, I think I didn't have the verbiage before mm-hmm. and open your mouth and he shall fill it. And he did, but he also gave me the knowledge of where to go and what to say and what to do. And so don't be afraid of these trials, these tribulations, these things, these setbacks, these addictions, they're going to happen. Like we are in this fallen place. It's not to, to look at that. Like I'm afraid or what's the next thing that's going to happen. I live for today and I embrace for tomorrow and know that God is the ultimate equipper and way maker. And like, he's going to give you exactly what you need, but it's the steps of inviting him in and letting him weaken the enemy. And then, you know, equipping you and giving you all these different steps that you need at that moment. So good. So the final two steps at this point, David has won, right? He conquered his enemies. It seemed impossible. And step six comes from Psalm 1843. And he says to God, you gave me victory over my accusers. I mean, that's enough, right? Mm-hmm. I won. I'm so good. I thank you, Lord. But it doesn't stop because he says, <laughs> you appointed me ruler over nations. Like, isn't it just like God to not just help us through the hard thing and to give us the freedom and to, mm-hmm. to help us just find the victory, but to go and also. It's the double portion flow. <laughs> it's so good. He's so good. And I think this is just me, but I think it has something to do with the full dependence yeah. and obedience that David had on allowing God to just get this battle taken care of the way he needed to, to ultimately position David where he needed to be. And David didn't have to know, like, you're going to get all these amazing things when you get through the other side. It was like, all David had to know was I'm going to be with God in this step. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust God that he'll show up for me in the next step. And then the next step and that surrendered place led him to being ruler of nations so good so good (laughs) so good so where's your you listening where where's god trying to take you with this battle that could ultimately be preparing you right like there's a place that he's taking you there's a place that he's taking my parenting or my son and there's a place he's taking my business when i had to go through lots of different things that were really hard Mm -hmm. in my business they had to happen they had to happen. It was the strengthening. It was the equipping. It was me learning. It was me growing in my spiritual dependency. Mm-hmm. But then it's okay. And also he's the, and also God, right? Like he's got this other beautiful thing for you when you get to the other side of that. So that's what step six shows us. And then step seven, and maybe the most important of all is like, we don't go through the things we go through just for us. Mm-hmm. We go through them for people. Like God's entire MO is people, right? It's saving other people and reaching people and making a difference. And so step seven is Psalm 1849. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. So David takes this beautiful experience that he's overcome 
and tells God, I'm not just done. Thank you. And I'm going to go, you know, go into my new kingdom and be alone. I will praise you and give you glory for doing this in my life. And that's a call on all of us. Yeah. Anytime we walk through something hard or we overcome, we have a financial breakthrough, we overcome an addiction, we restore a marriage, anything like, and God's hand has been on it. It's because we're meant to share that with someone else who's walking through it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be on a platform. It's just having the heart posture of Lord, if you bring this up in my everyday conversation, give me the strength and give me the words, give me the words to share your glory and share your goodness about what happened for me. And that's exactly what David did. And I know for me, you know, that's what God was asking of me too. Like all these things you've been through, just give me glory in them. Just share them and let that do the work. I love that. Like, don't make it about you. It's bigger than you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So much bigger than you. And we do that, right? Because we're humans. We're like, oh, but this was really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really hard, but when we look, when we have our eyes on eternity and we have our eyes on the big picture, which is ultimately salvation and then leading others there, Mm -hmm. how can we have that heart posture, even though what we're going through is super hard? Like I have an eternal focus, like doesn't really matter what happens politically or financially or anything, honestly, other than as for me and my family. We serve the Lord and Mm -hmm. I want to be in heaven with those that I love and help as many people as I can get there. And God's so good and wonderful. He says, and also I'm, I give you gifts while you're here. And like my life, thankfully has been so beautiful and wonderful. And I help other people to experience some of those things because I think God wants that for us. So it's not getting stuck in the hard space of it, but going, what's the blessing because of this hard space? Mm-hmm. what's the message? What, who am I supposed to share this with? Why did I go through this Lord? How am I to use it to glorify you? Those are the bigger impact questions that you want to start asking. I love that. It's almost too tempering the fact that it is going to be hard. I think we get shocked that it is so hard, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's going to be, and you, you're the yeah. one for the job, right? Like you're built to do hard things, but it's mm-hmm. going to be harder to deal with consequences of not facing it. You know, are you going to run at your giants or run from them? It's not going to yes. be easier if you run from them, right? You'll just nope, get weaker. They'll just, <laughs> yeah. They'll just keep chasing you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around and get it over with. I right. always have that mindset too. It's like, do you remember being in college or high school and they'd say, who wants to go first? Yes. And all of a sudden, like all the vomit rises. <laughs> I've learned I've learned the lesson, friends. You raise that hand and you say, I will go first. It's way better to be done with it, to get it over with, to, you know, whatever the thing is you need to deal with, like just be done with that fight because then you have, you have the other side of it, which is the fruit and the favor of getting through it. Yes. I mean, the fight is hard enough as it is. You don't want to resist it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, just be done with the resistance and go after it. Like, and especially if you're a leader, like, that's what it's going to be. You're going to be pioneering something and you're going to have to go first. That's Mm -hmm. the hardest part about being a leader. (laughs) Yes. Amen to that. So good. Well, I'm curious too, do you have any tips for folks that are taking this on from a business point of view? Because I know the statistics are pretty sad that within the first, I don't know how many, like three years, businesses fail when 
yeah. really, when you look at these steps, it's like they just had to go through a couple more steps. So I'm curious what you would say, because yeah. I know you've been in the game and you're killing it. So can you give them any advice? Because it's not like you always felt this way or that yeah. you always saw evidence of that. I know we've talked offline, but I feel like it would bless so many people to hear this from you. Sure. I think same thing I said before on like a personal level, having the eternal focus in a business, yeah. right? Yeah. We start a business because God calls you to do a thing and you feel something about it and you Amen. want to do something <laughs> of meaning, you know, like remember why you began in the first place. And I think that's a big question. Did you begin in the first place for the right reasons? Because if not, that could be a clue as to why you stop, stop and start over or why it's not working. Mm -hmm. I know for me, for so many years, it was because I was chasing the wrong outcome. I was chasing money or whatever the recognition or whatever the thing was. And so it kept failing because I had the wrong focus. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. But once you know, like I'm in alignment, like this is what I want to do guess who will come at you with everything he's got mm -hmm. the enemy because the worst thing for his world is for you to be successful and to make yep. a difference and to be a way maker for the people you're called to serve and so you are gonna get you're gonna get it he's gonna throw things at you <laughs> and obstacles and financial struggles and team problems and people that have mean reviews or say something about you like all of that mm -hmm. just expect it like those are natural normal played out super obvious things that the enemy is going to do to make you stop moving forward. Yes. So where we go wrong is we then go online and look for all the worldly ways that we can quickly solve this problem because being uncomfortable is the worst. Yep. Like, oh, it's not working. I'm not making money. People made fun of me. Like, let me go online and turn to Fallen, broken people to solve my problems, mm -hmm. to make this business successful, which is what I did, which is why I can say these things to you guys. And what happened for me is that um, the world failed me, mm -hmm. right? It's not the money didn't get better. The success didn't grow. Things fell apart. And so me now, 13 years later, Okay, like, oh, she's she made it. Yeah, overnight success looks like 13 <laughs> years. It was to come. Which to felt place, like so many more, probably. <laughs> felt like, oh, a lifetime, you know? And coming to this place of like, I don't really care what happens. Like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna show up to the best of my God-sized ability today. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna trust God in tomorrow. I'm gonna trust God in the future. Like I'm gonna trust Him for the money and the provision, even if I don't understand how this thing makes money. I'm just gonna serve. Mm -hmm. Maybe that sounds cliche, but at the end of the day, if all you did was serve and make a difference, couldn't that be enough? For sure. And we so as about I started the heart position that, too, right? Like if you're yeah. running after all these other false gods, you're going to have so much unused potential. You're going to have an unfulfilling life. You're going to feel miserable, quite honestly, and they'll fail, right? Like God is the only yeah. stable foundation. And when you keep your heart pure on just serving and also keeping your sight on eternity, that changes your motive and what's driving you every single day. Exactly. And so that motive, when it becomes God-focused and kingdom-focused mm -hmm. and service-focused, well, favor always follows that. Yes. always because people are like oh my gosh you made a difference and god's like she's finally got it like she's in this posture of serving and surrender and you're doing it for the right reasons and so i think favor follows those things and yeah. so 
that like, more show you story. off, right? Like he delights in yeah. prospering his servants. He just does. He does. And the moral of that story is it's not about the time it takes. It's not about the obstacles you face. It's about the fact that you're unapologetically unwilling to give up. Mm-hmm. And you're going forward every day, every day, every day, every day until you're unwilling to start over. You're unwilling to quit. And that is just who you become. Yeah. Which is the real and win and what God cares about. He cares about you and your character. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, good. So I knew you had to share on that. Just that. Yeah, I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I know we could talk forever, but how can folks connect with you and tell yeah, them a little bit I about think, what you're up to? Sure. So like Juliana mentioned in the beginning, I am a business and podcast coach. And so I help people really get super clear on how a podcast can work to grow an audience. And I know that you've got all the links for them. And Mm -hmm. that's what I do. Um, You can come check out all my free resources at stephaniegass.com. And that's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S. And then my podcast is called Online Business for Christian Women. I've got over 600 and some episodes to help you in all these areas. That's definitely my favorite way to to help you grow as a kingdom entrepreneur, somebody who wants to start a business. And then lastly is the free workbook. Go get your workbook and download it. You know, I've used this so many times in all the different areas of my life. And that's stephaniegass.com slash battle plan. So, so good. Well, thank you for being so generous, for sharing your story and for blessing all of these God's Vibes listeners. It's been so amazing having you here. I'm so grateful. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks, everybody. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. 
I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.